Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are live from the path. Listening to live from the path coming from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. That's Johnston proper, not Johnston Robert. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah, I got to straighten out, straighten out in my mind. Thanks. Okay, here's where we gotta go. Uh, two two main topics tonight. Two main topics. The first one is: Is your Christmas tree a pagan idol? Pagan. For sure it is, Ben. Is it? Is no, it, it's not. I've read a thousand Facebook posts. Is it? It doesn't matter. Is Only it ru- ruining, people who are against the Lord would have a Christmas tree. Is it ruining you and your children and your children's children? Is it the reverse of the blessing from number six? Yeah. That's the, reverse the question. Of the blessing. A reverse rev- 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 blessing. Yeah. Rev- rev- reversing. Combine the two words in a cool way. That was rough. Blessersal. Blessersal. <laughs> I did it better. A blessersal is better. I wore it better. It's a blessersal. Okay. So um, there was now. I feel like we kind of went through this conversation on um, uh, on Halloween. Like this feels kind of like the Halloween yeah. conversation. But, but there's not specific verses in the Bible that appear to point directly to the thing that we're doing. Yeah. So, but the that this, but people are using the uh, verse from Jeremiah to talk about uh, th- that we've got this Christmas tree tree, tree thing all right. all wrong. And so uh, let's get, let, let, we want to cut, cut, we'll just sort it out. We'll yeah. sort it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, secondly, Mike, you had, uh, you had a question. Uh, I, I was talking to the boys and I, and I thought, I don't know the last time that I, that I went through an entire day uh, just feeling the joy of being God's son. And, and, and we kind of pushed forward a little bit and, and felt like it was like, we're viewing sin with almost like a reverse worship, right? Where we're looking at sin and going, this is the most important thing. The transgression right. is the thing to focus on. Yep. And, and so, anyway, I just wanted to talk through that a little bit and uh, maybe see if we can't come out on the other side of... of the, it seems like the, the thing that we're afraid of, or I'm afraid of, is uh, grace with apathy, right? That says, my sin wasn't that big of a deal. That is the only way I can understand, to, I can walk in joy of the Lord, is to act like the thing that I'd done wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think some of that is because the grace that Christ is offering is just so incomprehensible. Right. Uh, that, it, that would literally take the things that I've done and say, yeah, these are gone, forgiven. You, I'm blessed to call you my son, saith the Lord. And like, ah, I, I think I have a hard time you know, letting that sit and letting that breathe a little bit. So anyway, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, to um, a clarification from last week's show and then something that I could use your help with, and then we'll we'll tuck right into the show. And uh, nobody stopped me. I finally got, uh, we had some audio problems, and so I finally got the show kind of straightened out from last week. Uh, it's a little iffy, but it, it'll work. But like, uh, I kept referring to the geyser at Yellowstone as Old Yeller. Instead of old faithful. Old faithful. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And and was that's... I here for this show? Did you and Bova cut one? 
No, no, no. <laughs> Boo- Booba wasn't here. You were here. Uh, remember, John was here. Dan was here, and you were here. Oh yeah. 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 So I, because oh, the so, so I, I made. I, in fact, I made a comment. Dan was talking about people who go to Yellowstone and go pet the buffalo, and there should be natural consequences to it. And I said, people's face keeps getting burnt out like like uh, they they burn their face or something on old yeller. Yeah, old yeller burning people's faces. And I thought and, and so I was I, and I I think I knew in the moment that that didn't sound right, but nobody said anything or stopped me. And so I was listening back to the show, checking the audio and I'm like, it's not old yeller. <laughs> That's the dog. Yeah. That's when you know that your show is barely listened to. <laughs> Because the you can get away with that reference. We'll find like the smallest, teeniest misstep by anybody and and put it through the cheese grater. And Life from the Path can straight up take a national monument and screw it nine ways from Sunday wrong. And all of a sudden, no one cares. It yes. just floats off into the ether. Not a yeah. single YouTube comment. <laughs> not a single person texting in from the Life from the Path complaint line. Excuse me. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, uh. Maybe Old they yeller. just said, you know, I didn't read that in, in school. Maybe he does eat faces. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't really apologize. I'm just saying that that's what happened. Of and if, you don't if you were confused, it's rightly so. You were probably in the right. I was definitely in the wrong. Yeah, you know, in Jellystone National Park with Old Yeller. Hey, boo boo. Secondly, so the the big tease was we're coming up on the 500th uh, episode oh, of, boy. Li- of Life in the Path, and so here's here's where I need your help. I, I'm not gonna. I won't be surprised or disappointed if you don't have a reaction to this, but like. Legit style, you know, we're going to we're going to try to look back at the thing and go, you know, have we done anything decent with the piece of ground that God gave us? Mm. And and so if you have any comments for the show that you feel like would be appropriate to share that we could include, like, I think we're going to try to put together some sort of like um, a video or something that um, that, that takes to account kind of interviews with the fellas and and just maybe feedback from people who've listened to the show, people who've been on the show. Um, and so, like, if if you're if you're on the position to say, my mama said, don't say anything if you can't say anything good, then I understand. I understand. But if you've got anything that you feel like you would be worth including or sharing, um, boy, I'd love to hear it. Um, one I, it, it's just encouraging, but um, we, we just would like to incorporate it in some of the stuff we're working on to celebrate the 500th episode of life from the path and so you can you can send those to us a few different ways you can use the life from the path complaint line uh 515-517-0085 that's call or text um if, if you want to record a short video um that would be super cool okay ben that would be super awesome <laughs> you this this ask is yeah. getting, getting yeah. pretty big just <laughs> you, you could use your selfie cam you could layer on uh, titles and a little bit of background music just keep it low I'm- where my concern is. I just I feel like there's a large dose of humility to coming to this show on the 500th you. episode when we're like, please tell us the impact life from the path has had in your life. And like, one, no one submits anything. Right? And, and two, it's it, it's almost sad, right? I, to watch a group of fellas that like like have this like soft piano music and like, <laughs> we've really this is the impact life from the path. We've been doing this 10 years, every every week for for all of our lives. And then like <laughs> It's made like no impact to anybody, no. and we're having like a celebratory day, <laughs> trumping it up with our own clips that we're editing to, to purvey the impact we've had. How has your life been bettered by life from the path in the past twelve years? Okay, I interviewed my wife. She's like, "Well, it's been nice to have him out of the house on Monday." Yeah. <laughs> so now I, I did have that very same reaction. I, I was I was hesitant to even do some of the other uh, the celebration stuff, but, but you sallied forth anyway. Yes, but here's why: It's because every year. We we celebrate my birthday, and it's not because I did it 
uh, particularly righteous with my life. It's just, it came around and it feels like a human thing to do to go, hey man, time passed. You're still here. Congratulations. I think of it like that. Mm. Our 500th episode is a monument to persistence, uh, whether in, in glory or for lack of thereof, uh, I, I do not yet know. Here's okay. the deal. That exact scenario is something I ran into when I used to work at a call center and I was a trainer and I had someone come up to me once with a birthday cake in hand uh-huh. and he handed it to me. He goes, Troy, my whole family forgot my birthday today. <laughs> so on the way to work, I went and bought myself a cake and I thought maybe you could pretend like you bought it. And uh, you could put some candles in and you can get the team to sing to me happy We're birthday. totally that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you could pretend like you did this. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was your birthday. He goes, neither did my family. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's uh, perfect. Move and guess what happened yeah. it, three hours later? I had to fire that guy. <laughs> oh, no. Dead serious. It was the first time I ever fired someone in any role. My boss told me that I needed to get it done, not knowing that it was the only time I'd ever fired somebody. Also not knowing that three hours prior, I'd been given a, ca- a cake by the guy oh, no. saying, my family forgot my birthday. Can you, can you light these candles for me? This is horrible. And so when I fired him, he goes, well, can I take the cake with me? <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's your cake. <laughs> you brought it in. <laughs> I don't know. We told everybody. If you want to take it, he goes, no, nah, I'll give it to everybody else. I'm like, all right, cool. You have failed. a great day. You should have said, of course you can have it. I got it for you. You no. totally failed. No, I, wasn't, I literally just to told do. the man, hey, you can't even figure out how to use your email and you're working for an email department. Uh, <laughs> you got to get out of here. I'm sorry. Okay. Happy birthday. Though. Happy birthday. Yes. That's 500th a- episode, live from the band. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. Ben okay. showed up with a birthday cake. <laughs> you can send that to us. Uh, Facebook message, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, info at livefromthepath.org. You can send it that way. But like, uh, whatever. If it if it tickles you, just go ahead and do it. If not, I will record a series of videos in various states of dress, like a mustache <laughs> and, and a, a cabbie hat. <laughs> I, I used to be on black tar heroin until <laughs> I listened to Life from the Path. Have you ever ridden the white pony? I did for a long time, but then I found Life from the Path. I spent most of my days selling nose hair on the internet <laughs> until I met Life from the Path. They introduced me to Jesus. It changed my life 12 years ago. I've watched every episode since. And now I sell nose hairs at a farmer's market like a real Christian. Yeah, yeah. Real organic nose hairs. Come on down to Mervyn's organic nose hair stand. Just mine and my late grandfather's. How late? You'll be able to tell. I'm lucky I got a stash before he passed. <laughs> Mervin, no. <laughs> Shut up, Grandpappy. I need these for the web. <laughs> if only we could have this type of in the world. <laughs> these are the stories I hope we're hiding under a rock. Please, if if you're out there, Mervin, send us a video. Just get the video to us. We don't even care about the backing track. <laughs> I burned my Christmas tree and swam in nose hairs in honor of y'all's show. <laughs> Go me, 500. Me and my pet possum. Oh, man. I uh, call him O. That's yeah. his name. O possum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all I got. Let's. Um, okay. So the, 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 is this Christmas tree? Uh, is it Wait, sending people to the Hades? Can you imagine the horror <laughs> on a guy who collects nose hair's face? When he sees an electronic nose hair number. <laughs> like it's legit a mask. No! <laughs> My profits! <laughs> the epic waste. <laughs> I hate this country. Do you realize how much money I could make off that? That was a full harvest. <laughs> a full harvest. 
I can't take a woman. I'm going to my <laughs> shed. What we what we're offering in need of is a fifty fifties. You know, a little bit of gray, a little bit of black, a little salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, like George Clooney. <laughs> I've tried to use mouse nose hair, not as good. I tried to get one from a chupacabra. Also not as good. <laughs> they say to me, Pablo, use the whiskers. But whiskers don't do it. It's not the right length. <laughs> this is an aisle full of murderers. <laughs> If this is the reason you stopped listening to Live from the Path, we will fully understand. We're sorry that you didn't make it to 500 before Mervyn's nose hair business. But we get it. Attention, wall company. You're a den of lies. He's probably probably a postman. He he, he delivers like a package and knocks on the door and said, do you mind if I inspect your sink? Your drain trap in your sink? Oh, man. Excuse Don't me, worry, I have that Kleenex you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna listen to this after this and go. Why did we talk about yeah. that for fifteen minutes? Yeah. That yeah. Kleenex might have some free roamers in it. <laughs> the problem with the COVID was everybody threw out all their exploitation, <laughs> all their nose excretion, tossing the good product. <laughs> okay, Christmas trees, Ben. Okay, yeah, uh, Buva. People say that the Christmas trees are of the Satan, and uh, they're getting it from Jeremiah. So I want you to read me the Jeremiah verse so we can figure out. Uh, whether it's it's uh, causing this trouble. All right, this is in Jeremiah 10, verse 2 through 4. Okay, hit me. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and Ooh. worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Okay. Okay, so it says, hey, man. Don't we chop down the tree? Don't we put silver and gold on it? Don't we put it in our houses? Don't we put our wealth and presents underneath it? Don't we worship it as idols? Right. I mean, I don't. I have one. <laughs> right. But I don't know that I go quite that far. I like. I get up every morning and bow to it and go, oh, great Christmas tree. <laughs> hey, I have had a problem with the song, oh, Christmas tree. However, it did occur to me that that feels a little bit idol, idol, idolistic. Hmm. Tannenbaum. You hear me, Bova? No. Tannenbaum. Doesn't it, isn't it, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, your leaves are... How pretty are your branches? They don't say that. i be yeah, honest with you. Every time I think of oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, I then accidentally mix it with Smelly Cat from Friends. Oh. And then I say, what are they feeding you? Every time. I could not have told you what the lyrics were after oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. All right, here's the deal. My wife puts one up, puts seven up. She believes that anytime there's space... In the house, it should be up. Yes. But it's because it's pretty, and she likes to be festive, and she enjoys Christmas. It has nothing to do with she's worshiping the tree and or affixing any kind of worth to it, like it is to be worshipped, like it is to have some kind of like ethereal worth in the world that it can grant things for us or as a representative of God outside of the God of Abraham that we believe in. It's oh. just a, it's, it's a pretty tree. I want you to listen to the third verse of O Christmas Tree. Okay, let me have it. Let us all remember in our gift giving and our merriment with our family and friends and loved ones, the real and true meaning of Christmas, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Interesting. Here's the thing. It's like, I, I, what, what differenti- differentiates it from like Paul looking out and saying the whole, the whole world, the whole of creation groans, point, groans and points to a, points to a creator. Mm-hmm. Where does the Christmas tree stop? pointing to the Savior and become its own idol. 
when you when you worship it. When you worship it. Yeah. Well, like the concept of the Christmas tree was it, it. So the way that we ascribe most of the concepts and traditions of most Christian holidays, to be honest, were because of mixing with pagan rituals and stuff, right? Like everything has to do with a solstice. Everything has to do with an equinox. Yep. All of it has to do with like uh, worshiping of old pagan gods for whatever reason that's just been kind of pushed into Easter where we celebrate the 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 rebirth of or the the resurrection of Jesus was a fertility it, thing Ishtar. Yep. the bunny yeah Ishtar and stuff like that right and then Christmas is is probably a deal with like Jesus probably wasn't born in December but it was just Definitely it was the time yeah exactly right like it was the time that 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 there was pagan holidays going on and they smushed them together like yeah. the yeah. argument then could be that we shouldn't be doing anything around yeah. Christmas and or, or ever, like or, right, or ever, yes. It's like I bring, I have house plants, right? Yes, that I find pretty in the spring. <laughs> yep. That's why I have them. Yes, because I think they look cool. Yep. And so I bring them in the house and I put them on a table. And it's a focal point when I walk in. It's the first thing I see, house plant. Right? Show me the difference between that and a Christmas tree. Like I put up a Christmas tree because they're cool looking. It's an excuse right. to string up a bunch of lights in my place without putting a bunch of holes in the wall. Right. So let's say I take the Christmas tree out of it. And I just decorate my room with tinsel and lights. Do right. I not have the same problem? Yeah. Right? So, like, it seems, it seems, first of all, that stuff in Jeremiah is, is not referring to our modern-day no. Christmas tree. It's idol worship. It's an idol problem. That's, that's all it is. That's right. And, and so, like, that's yeah. because that's all they could do well, and, was and, just put together something uh, with their hands and then ascribe it worth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and recognize what they're talking about is that, like, th- like they're specifically describing someone who is fashioning an idol out of wood. That's right. how it would be done. Exactly. You would, you would, like, you have to source the wood and you have to trim the, the things off and then you carve it into whatever idol that, you, right. that you're yes. looking it for. It looks like this thing. And yeah. then you put gold and silver on it. Because those have worth, okay. and right. therefore you're giving the idol power and worth. Right. It's, it's an idol problem. It's not a tree problem. Exactly. It's not a – yeah, I guess here's, here's, here's the run-up of the thing, is I will cede no ground to false pagan idols taking over good things that point me to Jesus. I simply won't do it. But right. Ben, how, will it, how does a tree point you to Jesus? That would be their argument. Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, oh, Christmas tree, verse 3. Um, I, I think it's, it's Charlie a, Brown does the same thing. Uh, Thank well, you, Charlie. True. There's all kinds of things that point me. Well, so, so think of the same way is that like, I don't eschew the sun because somebody worshiped it. Right. And go, oh, well, well I, that's can't, I take, can't take the sun in because some other group of people go, oh, I believe that's a God. I say, it's not a God, but God created it. Praise the Lord. And so like I, the, the point being actually not even how special the cr- particular Christmas tree is. It's just a tradition thing. Hmm. But like. The question is, is like, just because someone else started, it, it'd be like saying if someone came and started worshiping my cat, then I have to get rid of my cat. Right. Because there's a, there's a fake cat God in my place or some other guy was wrong and I will not be uh, deprived of the stuff around me just because some dude got it wrong. And so like, I, I will say that's, uh, that's what I'm saying is that like, I, I will give no ground to falseness. Now, if we're saying, Hey man, you can't worship false idols. Thumbs up. Totally agree. But right. like, just because someone else treated it as a false idol doesn't mean that I'm treating it as a false idol just because it's in my presence. Right. Like, that's dumb. Agreed. And so that's what we're – like, I just refuse to give the ground to it. It's, it's stupid. Well, and it's funny because, like, what are the alternatives? Like, I've seen some people offer up some alternatives. It's like, hey, if you're not going to use a tree, then you could use, like, a cross. Yeah, get a poinsettia. Or a manger. Or right. Yes, right. Or some hay. 
or I like anything from like the Western Americanized version of the birth of Jesus Christ, yeah. right? You're this. It's the same folks that will have like a, a a nativity scene set up with three white wise men. Not right. the deal. <laughs> Definitely not the deal, <laughs> right? But you're like, yeah, this reminds me of the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Like there's just it's it's odd because like it's it's almost like a there's a certain arrogance to it, right? That says, hey man, you guys are all wrong for having this tree. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up these two bundles of hay and a cross this year. Well, there was a there's a tens of thousands of other people killed on a cross too. Does that mean we can't right. use it as a symbol of remembering right the sacrifice that the Savior made because other people died on the cross too? Right. So is that out? Like when you don't see anybody buying like pieces of replicas of the tabernacle, right? Like, <laughs> hey man, where's that gold bench and the cherubim? Can we set those up? Yeah. You can't worship that. It's a cherubim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be got too many eyes. I'd be far more like I'd be far more concerned about the flagrant displays of wealth underneath the tree right. than I am about the tree at all. Yeah, that's fair. I just like it's just a it's a silly thing. Well, so let let me ask you this: Is there anything that God has created that is inherently evil? Oh, geez, that uh... no. Then this is not a problem. Then then these are heart issues and worship problems. So if you're not worshiping it and your heart isn't to, to otherwise worship it, then you don't have a problem. Yeah, and actually, I don't. Yeah. I don't have a problem if, like, in your own head and your own heart, you decide. Ah, this Christmas tree is distracting. Yeah, that's me. fine. You want to and do that? Like, hey, cautious. I, I'm not right. going to do that. But as soon as you look out your door and start and start pointing at neighbors and going, "You need to change this. It's leading you astray." I think that's where you're walking a really thin line. Yes, I agree with I agree with that. And like, I I would put it that like it's not. Um, I think we misunderstand what it looks like to love and serve Yahweh, and to follow Jesus. If we are under the belief that created objects are things that will slowly and nefariously – this is not the 5G of your spiritual life. This isn't the thing that like right. is close to your house, and so it starts to, to grow a tail. That's not what we're talking about here. I'm not worried. I, it, is, it is your posturing towards these things that is the problem. And like Jer what Jeremiah is calling about – first of all, like don't be lazy here. Don't misuse scripture and because you want to call out the world because you either feel self-righteous or arrogant about it. Okay. That that's that's part of what this is. Is that like I think the world is sinful. I think they're not listening to Jesus. A lot of this stuff comes from the camp of like heavy old testament like stuff. Right. Um, in fact, just some flat out dismissal of kind of New Testament guidance. Um, like mess it could be messianic Judaism or like, hey man, maybe we should bring back the temple, the red heifers, let's do the things. And so like I, what I'm saying is, is that like you're trying, you have a complaint, and this just adds to your story. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's you're misusing the scripture. It's they're, they're talking about idol worship. They're talking about crafting and carving idols. I haven't, I, I've never met a man who cut down a tree and then carved himself an idol in it and put it up in his house. And if he did that and he worships it, then he has a straight up problem. But let's focus that. It's this is this this is of the same caliber to me as uh, Happy Holidays versus Merry Christmas, Xmas versus Christmas. Like just stop it. Just right. knock it off. Do you have a heart problem? Are you loving following Yahweh? Then then if this is an issue for you, cut it. If it's not an issue for you, then don't make it a problem where there isn't one. And don't go looking for other people's spiritual problems that don't exist. It also has a has a an odd ring to it, like of uh almost a a reverse culture worship, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you go to a Christmas celebration in say Ethiopia or in an African country, right? They'll have a coffee ceremony as part of it mm -hmm. because their culture is steeped in 
it, a long tradition of making coffee yep. and having people wait during the meal and like all this stuff. And like, we don't do that here, right? So do I take a tradition that, am I saying that, that God is the God of only one culture or one tradition, right? Like when Jesus Christ got, got introduced to the Gentiles, right? Like there's, we, we moved some of the, the, the Israel specific customs, not God's heart. God's heart didn't move, but the customs of Israel did when it said, look, we're not going to impede this to keep people from knowing their Savior. We're right. not going to take cultures that, that God knew about, loved, created, and embraces, all things that don't, as long as they're not pointing away from him, does God care that you have a coffee ceremony during your Christmas gathering? No, because it doesn't point away from him. I think the same thing is true about Christmas trees. It only points away from him if you choose to point it away from him, yeah. right? Like, and, and granted, if you look at it, a tree is generally shaped in a triangle. And where does it point, Buva? Up. It points up. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that so much. I hated that you brought me into it to make it to a call and response ah, situation. Buva, you're so cheesy. I hated all of those pieces. And here's the deal. On top of that, God doesn't say Christmas. Like you don't, you're, you're not going to find that in your Bible. Guess what? There, there's no Christmas in there. Like yeah. it, you'll, you'll find the story of of Jesus's birth in a couple places, but it's not going to call it Christmas. No. Yeah, it's not going to talk holidays? about any situation like that. There's no Easter. So like that, that's not a thing. That's right. Like, and how many Israel holidays are remembrances exactly. of a thing that God yes. did? Right. And and like they choose to celebrate that in all kinds of ways. Yeah. There's plenty of pieces of the Bible that talk about in this month. This is when you do this thing. And in this specific time, this is when you do this thing. That is not a conversation that ever happens about Christmas, what we call it, or Easter, what we call yeah. it. But so, you don't find that hill to die on for people. Is the Feast of Booze a shallow representation <laughs> of what God did in Egypt? A shallow, like should I mean, it should be, it's pagan worship because you're not actually enslaved in Egypt anymore. Right, exactly, yes. And so it's worthless now. Yeah, you're, 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 you are, you are uh, worshiping the booth. Yeah. It's like, now, what? Now, I would say that like there are a lot of people who would make the case that like that's all you should be keeping is the historical... Uh, is the, uh, the 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 Jewish celebrations now? But but here's the thing is, and I I think this is kind of an ignorance of how this gets into some touchy areas around how people think about uh engrafted branches of Gentiles. Like, are you becoming a Jew? Uh huh. Um, and maybe you need to do the things. But like, if you think about the notions of what those were, like, yeah, right. They're they're pointing back the remembrance right. of things that God has done. Was there a festival or or a feast that otherwise commemorated God Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus being born? Not yet. No. And so once God did it, people go, hey, man, we should remember yeah, that. Yeah, we should remember this. Yeah. And do, why is that a problem for you? Hey, you remember when that same human slash God uh, grew up, sacrificed, died on a cross, and rose again? We should remember that. Oh, well, let's do Easter. Like, I, I don't know why these things are, are such hangups for you. Can, can you misuse them? Can you worship uh, cultural things? Can you do idol worship? Can you, I mean, if you worship Ishtar, yes, you have a problem. Right. But if you're worshiping Jesus, I don't, now, it, the, 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 the case can be made that you don't use things that otherwise belong to those gods to worship right. Yahweh. But like, again, people worshiped the sun. Right. And, and so what am I supposed to do? Like, we only do church services in caves? <laughs> Shield ourselves from God's it. mercy is not new this morning Dang because it. <laughs> it was stolen by someone else. Dang it, the moon's out, too. It's lit <laughs> up by the sun. He, right, right. Illumination, right. crap. When God said the waves go no farther, as soon as someone worshiped the sea, like, I guess we've seeded this. Now, well, now we're out. Well, here's the deal. You read through the Old Testament and you read through the historical books, there are plenty of situations in which God did something somewhere 
and they raised an Ebenezer right there. They put up a, a, a something to remind them every time they passed it, every time they thought of that rock, whatever, of a situation which God did. They weren't worshiping the rock. They were saying this is a remembrance to what yes. God did for us. Yes, it right. is named this because it reminds us of what God did here. Well, and similarly, like think of think of um, you, you know you're thinking in Kings and um, you know, the Chronicles and stuff where they're like, hey man, kings start putting up Asherah poles. Yeah, they went down and like good king, bad king, bad king puts them up. Good king comes back and says, tears tear, them down, tear down the later. Asherah poles. What he didn't say was tear down the Asherah poles and all the cedars. Because right, yes, those they could possibly made be made into all of the cedars of Lebanon must go. Yeah, yeah, well, and fact, like we're gonna need those. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. yeah, remember the whole tabernacle thing. <laughs> uh, but but like to that same to that same breath though, like, Kit, are we are we stealing the Christmas tree? Right? Are we saying I will use this to remind me of the gift that Jesus gave We absolutely gave me? did that two thousand years ago. So so like, is that a problem? Can I take absolutely anything that God has created and go? You know what? I will use this. As an Ebenezer. So here, let me give you an example of what one I think would be a problem. You guys can tell me if I'm being hypocritical about it. So if someone got out a Ouija board to interact with the Holy Spirit, Ooh. I would go, no. That's weird. Nope. Nope. I yeah, think because I, the Holy it, Spirit doesn't doesn't interact that way. Nor in, not because of the worship. I just think that you're you're opening up some gates you don't want to open up. I I, I would agree. Because I think that th that, that is something that was, uh, people are going to laugh at me because I, I feel like real committed to this thing. But like. I think that's something intentionally created uh, that opens people up to dark yeah. forces, and they should. I, I just think you shouldn't do it. I think it's not worth jacking around with. You're playing with things you don't understand. Yeah, I don't even know the board itself isn't magic, but your your submission to it. Exactly. Be. Yes. So whatever, call me old fashioned. I just think you should stay away from it. Bend your old fashioned. I know. So so, but like, you don't intentionally use something that um, is is focused on the worship of something negative and try to turn it to a positive, which I think is the case. That folks are trying to make around the Christmas tree. What I'm telling you is, is like I, I do not think Yahweh has seeded the ground of a um, that a pine tree, cut and sitting in your living room with a decoration on it, is the same thing as an instrument crafted to otherwise hypothetically interact with evil spirits. Exactly. Which is, not which is the which is what Jeremiah that Jeremiah verse is describing. That's it's right. talking about people fashioning an idol out of a tree, like with their own hands, yes. making it into an idol of which they cover with metals. To like worship as a god, treating and it as a god. That's they're right. not. They're like you automatically think the gold and we'll say the plastic gold colored tinsel and silver tinsel that you put on there on a tree, right? That's that's not the same thing. You're putting two things together that are in two different cultures, two like thousands of years apart, and trying to say this is this because I want it to be. And here's the thousand feet up. The the the, the argument at the top here is you are you are misrepresenting scripture. And and cherry picking what you want to force a narrative that you believe in versus letting the Bible speak in a way that we believe that it is, which is the living word of God that tells a story and truth about who Yahweh is. And you're taking it out of context to do uh, the op to 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 put up your own argument rather than to listen what God has. Yeah, and I don't fault I don't fault someone from searching the scriptures and then saying, hey. And asking the question, should we be cautious about this? Hey, this sniffs kind of right. like a Christmas tree. It's just like once you put that Jeremiah verse in its context, it uh, can't answer. This it. should have died. Yeah, that's the that's the part. Like I think it's okay to call, but but, but like I don't know who made you the prophet. Um, right. But, but the prophets get the scriptures right. 
And I think you're just missing it. And the context is important. And so, like, I I, I get it. It, it. Sometimes it feels easier just to blur all the things. But, like, by, by that regard, I think you will end up basically saying, well, all other false gods own all these other things that God created, and so we cannot associate him with it because it's a risk to us. And I think that's I think that misunderstands um, the heart issues that otherwise underlie those things, right. specific worship or treating those idols as if they are a god. Um, and I think thirdly, I think it diminishes Yahweh. Like Yahweh goes, yep. well, I'm bound by that freaking tree, man. Right. I, I, I have no power over yeah. your living rooms because I, that tree's there. That's right. And like, if people decide to worship billboards, then uh, we can't ever put Christian information on a billboard because, uh, I mean, they got to it first. Like, he's losing a race. Yeah. God and, can't exist in the forest anymore, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You tell, in fact, you pick a major, major um, natural setting and you tell me that somebody hasn't worshiped it in some way or another. A mountain, uh, fairies in the forest. Well, it's because they were looking to things Pits. that they could see. Well, of course, and that was the power that they were describing. Things that were and bigger than them. Zeus was lightning because that flashed across the sky and scared the crap out of them. That's right. And so they had to go, okay, I need a story to answer to this. Oh, man, Zeus is a jealous and angry god, and that's what he's showing. And by the way, there's a lot of story behind this. That's right. We don't need that. We have a god that that supersedes the natural world that that answers to these kind of things because he it's that, that those things answer to him, excuse me, yeah. because he's the creator of them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, long run of it, if this is you, if this is you and you're worried about the Christmas tree, uh, I, I guess I would, I would ask you to relook at the context of the verse that you're using, um, and I want you to think about the tree as it relates to, like, are, are we using it as an idol, are they worshiping it, and are we saying that anything that people can have used in other times and places to worship false gods, does God go then, no, then it cannot be used to refer to, encourage me, or even just for human enjoyment and delight? like a plant or something like right. that, because someone else has misused it, does that preclude God's creation then from being used in any other way? Let me save you some research there. Wood, fire, metal, earth, dirt, ground, water, it's all out. Basically it's everything all on out Captain there. Planet. Yes. <laughs> Captain Planet. If it's is a- an element, it has been worshipped many times before, it can exist. You can no longer live in a home or on earth. Yeah. You know what the thought just occurred to me? Like, God, when he, when he split up the Tower of Babel, he didn't say the tower sucked. You know, he didn't, it wasn't like this, this structure's stupid or this isn't as good as I could have done. He's just like, you're going to try to do this without me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's you're doing something yeah. that you think is it. Yeah. You're, you're putting yourself before me. Right. And so like <clears throat> he could have taken the same amount of teaching opportunity to lambast man created structures or man created yep. whatever. And like, instead he goes, no, no, no. You're just trying to do it without me. Right. That's the problem. And I can't let you live that way. And so yeah. I'm going to disperse. It will be terrible if you do this without me. I, yeah. I can't let it stand. Correct. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Hey, you're listening live from the path. Mm. Uh, if you got any thoughts for us on that, uh, I just wanted you to think about it twice. But then I, I would indeed love to hear from you. Five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's the live from the path. Uh, com- uh, Bob Eisenhower complaint line, and that's call or text uh, a picture, a uh, video, emojis, a, a funny, a funny giffer, like whatever you're going to do. Send one, send send one for the giver. So I, I didn't think about this, but remember, last week I had another show idea like that we were going to talk about. I wonder if we got time for it. Remember, it was, it was, the, it was the dichotomy between the Japanese uh, World Cup reaction and then, oh. and then the Ukrainian reaction at the start of the Russian, Russian uh, special operation. Do you remember that? No. Okay. I remember you saying something about it, but I don't. I, it just occurred to me because I got done reading this article about the Japanese at the World Cup. And like they had gone, uh, I, I can't remember whether they won or not. I think they won. Right. But like 
uh, when they went to go go clean the locker room of the Japanese after the World Cup, the place was spotless. Like they had cleaned it stem to stern, cleaned the floors, picked up all their garbage, folded all their all their garbage, their trash. Like they just it's a complete class act, right? While they were doing that, the Japanese fans that were in the stands brought their own garbage bags with them. And cleaned the stadium. Hey, man, that's one of the coolest things I've ever it's heard. It's by of. far the coolest thing. You know, and I'm, I, I'm sitting there reading this article like... Killer job, Japan. First of all, Japan, I mean, that's just cool. What a cool culture, right, that takes yeah. this and, like, and like holds it oh, in a place legit. of honor. Oh, that's legit, yeah, right. Right? And, like, it occurs to me that, like, I'm like, boy, if Jesus people could just act in a way, right, that, that like, portrayed this. Like, this is, right. this is, I don't know, it's just awesome. I was totally blown away with it. Like, selfless and honoring and awesome, right? And I remember when I was reading that story, I was, I, was, I was super pumped. I'm like, this is just super cool. And I remember the last time I felt that way is when they were talking about the first day of the Ukrainian special invasion from Russia. And that dude nails into the island or whatever. He's like, hey, man, we're a blah, blah, blah destroyer. You need to get off this island or, and surrender. Right. And the Ukrainian guy torts back. He's like, yeah, this is uh, Ukraine. You can go screw yourself. <laughs> right. And like, tells him to basically pound sand. Right. And I thought, I hold both of those events in the same esteem. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, I am equally invigorated by both scenarios. And I thought, there has to be, I don't know, I couldn't, put, I couldn't sort it out in my head on why I thought both things were equally as cool. And I, was, I thought I'd ask you guys about it and see, like, hopefully there's, like, an element of Jesus in the second one. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't come up with it. It just sounded like a cool thing. Like, hey, man, you're going to do this. And like, yeah. You should go away. You're not. We don't forget it. It's, that's never going to happen. You know. Yep. And so, like, they seem to be on opposite ends of the spectrum to me, uh-huh. right? Like this completely awesome reaction from the Japanese and like honoring the place that they were at, cleaning up after themselves, and just being overall awesome. And then Ukrainians basically flying the the windshield wipers and going, yeah, you know, if you're going to take us. It's not going to happen. Ukrainians today. are belligerent. <laughs> you know, like something I thought that was awesome too. So anyway, I, I mean, there's a sense of integrity in both. Yeah, that says like. um, this is the thing that's important to us, and uh, despite the scenario that surrounds us of which behaving differently may become acceptable, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not changing. Unwavering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a foot on the ground. You know, it says, like, this is my line in the sand. I'm not going to do this. You know, like, I, I don't care what you're saying or how you're trying to pressure me in a way. Yeah. And, like, it's not, it's not like anybody was, uh, like, pressuring the Japanese to clean up after themselves. Yeah, right. But, no, like, that's it, just how they operate. They just operate that way. Yeah. And it's just, I was just blown away. I just thought that was the coolest story ever. So yeah, I think that is like because if you think about it, what's acceptable that gets to like a culturally was anybody else cleaning up the stadium? Probably not. But then boys are still out there doing it, and they're like, "Hey, this this is the right thing to do, even if the culture around me isn't acting this way. It's the right thing to do, even if you've got a giant Russian warship coming at you, and you're one or two dudes on an island who are supposed to keep a guard up, and and like you should surrender or flee. Like this to- makes total sense to do. The odds are against you, right?" You're not going to win, and he goes, "Nah, this is I'm made for this right here." <laughs> That's right. I was built for this. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, you know what? Maybe yeah, it's just a, a flat out confidence in in uh, in an idea or a thought or a faith or a whatever. Right? Like it's just having boldness in the thing that you were designed to do. Yeah. Right. And says like, yeah, if you're going to take the island, you're going to take my dead body with it. So go right ahead. Yeah. Right. If we're gonna if we're gonna be invited to a World Cup, like you ever seen the like those aftermath. Um, videos of like what happens to like the Olympic villages, like these athletes just show up and trash the joint or the press trashes the joint. And here's the Japanese, like, I mean, just cleaning the place up. It's not even their home country. And they won. Like it was an upset. They shouldn't have won. 
And they showed up and they won the surprise victory. And instead of trashing the joint with champagne and, and right. debauchery, flaunting the win, they cleaned themselves. They clean up after themselves like they were honored guests there. And they made like cool little origami papers and said, like, thanks for inviting us or whatever. Like, it was That's super right. awesome. Yeah, that happens in certain parts of America, not to get any like anti nationalist on it, but that happens in certain parts of America. The entire city is wrecked. Like, people go on on like riots through the streets and like flip over cop cars and start from trash and stuff We're talking because their team Cincinnati. won. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, well, <laughs> in, insert multiple American cities here. This has happened multiple times. Multiple sports, multiple events, whatever. It happens all the time. Yep. It is so countercultural uh, versus what a lot of American uh, sp- sports would have done. Yeah, it's like a it's like a a, a a yearning inside me to like behave this way yeah. in all circumstances, right? Like, can you imagine like like you got invited to be the guest speaker at something because you're you did a thing and they're honored and it's blah blah blah. Like, and you show up and like people are like, do you want a bottle of water? Do you want a sandwich? And blah blah blah. We got you the best chair. And like, it's all the things that Jesus is talking about. Is like, don't you like you let people invite you up there, but you don't change yeah. the way that you act. Right, like you clean your own dressing room. You don't just figure yeah. someone's going to grab that half-empty water bottle you left down there. Like you recycle it yourself. Yeah, sit at a side table and let them move you to the front. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it just both those things just sounded. They've just paralleled being very cool, bold instances of people just like doing the right thing and like not even caring about it either way. Either way. Anyway, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. The other thing we we're going to talk about. Um, it was talking about. I was thinking about it this week. And I, fr- frankly, I think this has plagued me for a good amount of my uh, Christian life. Mm-hmm. Is like, I, and like I, I measure the way that I am feeling, like with my relationship with God, based on where my obedience is at, right? Mm-hmm. And it becomes almost like a reverse worship. Like I, I worship this is terrible. I worship sin more than I worship. Jesus, who gave me the grace for it, mm-hmm. right? Like I, if things are nailing it, if my obedience is where it should be, or I feel like I'm really trying to listen to God and I'm putting in the effort of praying or reading my Bible or what, or like I've watched my curse words or I'm, I've reached out and invited a couple people over for a meal. And we talked about Jesus or spoken into their life. I'm like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is, this feels great. Like this is what God created me to be. And the second that I screw it up, right? I will, re- I will like reverse worship the sin and like it will consume all my thoughts. I like I had to confess to a guy like a month or so ago. We were talking about something. I'm like, I gotta be honest with you. Like if I just happen to 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 sin in a way, like I feel guilty if I don't listen to worship music on the drive in. Because frankly, uh, I have free time, and so like it's a good time to pray and it's a good time to listen to worship music. And sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes yeah. I want to like listen to something else or listen to the news or something. And I'm like, uh, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like I'm not being as faithful as I should. And as soon as I cross that line, I feel like his mercies are new every morning. This day is shot, right? And I felt that way about sin before in the past. Like we're, we're, we're like, I've sinned in a way or I've really disappointed myself in the way that I've acted. I let my mouth overrun me or something, right? I've, I've gotten in an argument and I just acted a fool. And like God's graces are perfect and new every morning. <laughs> but for the rest of the day, this needs to just sit on me and let me just revel in the, the terribleness that I am. Yeah. Right. And so like what it does is it prevents you from walking right. in like a joy that you are a forgiven son. Right. Right. And, and, and frankly, I'm not a hundred percent sure how to get past this. I know it's wrong. Right. And I know it's not, it's not correct. Um, but like, I, I feel like I struggle with that. I tend to put sin on a higher platform than I would the grace. And the problem is, is the only way I see around it 
is to become apathetic towards the sin. Because it still holds the magnitude, right? It still holds all the weight, and the grace doesn't hold the weight for me. I think it's a little bit because uh, I have a hard time imagining the grace. Right. Like that God would, would like actually forgive the thing and, and honestly love me and not have like, even after you have an argument with your spouse, like even if the thing's been resolved, you know things are a little weird, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, touch, you're a little touchy on the conversations or, you know, you're not talking as if you've been getting along fantastically for the last five days. Like those conversations are different than if you're fresh off a, a conflict. And so like, since sin is prevalent in my human broken nature, mm-hmm. Then once it happens, it's just like, oh man, I feel like I got to tiptoe around. Like you just can't go right straight up to hands up worship. And you can. And it's <laughs> yes. what God's inviting you to, yep. for sure, is to let it all go. But like, uh, I think I struggle in this area. It's almost like you feel a disservice uh, uh, for, for not feeling guilt. Yes. About... Because that would equal apathy. Exactly, like my sin right? didn't weigh like, anything. God like, lifted it. Yeah. God's, God's level of mercy and grace goes against our own self-deprecating thought of we have to sit in the muck and the mire and the guilt to really feel the weight of what we've done. Mm. And and we're we're not giving it enough gravity and giving the sin enough weight uh, because it's wrong. And we know it's wrong by not giving it a, a level of guilt that we need to sit and, and, and field for a bit. Ooh. So actually, this is uh, convicting to me right now uh, because... Like both of the things that I'm suggesting are all, they're all under my power, right? So like the thing I can do is I can be, if I don't want this sin to weigh as heavy on me and allow grace, God's grace to overcome, I will just, this is in my control to not care about my sin as much. That's my problem. I can control that. I can also control like the days of which I read my Bible. I pray like I'm supposed to. I control my tongue. Right, all these things are Mike, 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 all under Mike's control. <laughs> yeah. Right, and so like even when Mike's control leads me on a path that is that is contrary to the gospel, uh, I will just go. My, my instant reaction is is I can do this. I can let God's grace reign by just not caring about my sin as much. And like all these things are still sourced out of me and my attempts, and like zero input from God. So like ah crap. <laughs> Once again, Mike is his own problem. <laughs> yes. So, so what's interesting, there's a couple of things that are interesting about this. The first one is, is that like sin is, is the only thing in Christianity that can really be proven. And, yeah. the, and the thing that almost all religions agree on, not the word, right. but like humans crappiness yeah. in there. There's something wrong about us. Yes. Yeah. Everybody actually agrees on that part yep, for the right. for, for, yes. for the most part. It's actually it's it's super. Um, our culture today, which tries to kind of like you, you might be battling uh, whether a particular thing is falling short, but like everybody kind of agrees that like there's a level of being able to fall short. short. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, what, what's if if you had to think of one Bible verse that you that comes to mind when someone says, "Look, how do I know that we are that we that we suck." Romans 3.23. There it was. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> For all have sinned and fall short of the glory <laughs> yeah. of God. I, tell, I put, wrote it on the so I'm reminded. Okay. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, that's where we stop. We're like, hey, yeah. we need, we yeah. need, we need to, to the be next reminded. One. What's the next one? 3.24. Do you know it, Bubba? Uh, I don't. I don't. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
Now I'm really good at 323. <laughs> everybody, that's what I'm saying. Like same we, problem, Booba. <laughs> so like, and I think I think um, oh, I'm gonna land it at the feet of some folks. So pastorally, we've done this because we're worried that people don't recognize right. their own fallibilities. Yes, which is odd because of the first thing I said. Everybody knows. Yeah, Everybody most of the cultures know there's a black and white to it. Yeah, I will tell you this. So where men are, are men specifically, and I think this is true for for ladies to a certain extent too. But like where men are are comfortable is like when when you can't do anything to solve a problem, then the virtue in Christianity becomes at least I can diagnose the problem. Right. I can recognize that I'm the problem. That's your virtue. The rocket going. Who sucks? I suck. Great. But for the grace of God, go I. But like. The interesting part, our struggle is not recognizing often um, our own shortcomings for what God declared to be good. Our struggle is accepting God's love in right. reaction to that very thing. Let me think about this, too. Is that like when we often feel that when we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it is in that point of which God is farthest away from us. But that is a misunderstanding of who God is. It is in that moment that God is closest to yep. you. God is not afraid of your sin. It's the time when he, when he runs in, just like Christians run into trouble at their own, at their own risk. Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the perfect sacrifice, our Redeemer, uh, our good and gracious God, finds you in your muck and mire and goes, yeah, I, this, I'm here for this. This is what I'm here for. But we, but we have a very hard time accepting it. Right, we have a hard time agreeing, like we because our t- the weight the the weight and guilt and things around sin feels super tangible. You can see it in the yeah. reaction of other people. You can obviously see, you can often see the destruction that you've laid. You can feel it as a guilt upon your heart. What is harder is to otherwise accept the fact that that in that moment when you feel like oh I've scared God away with my sin is the very moment of which He's jumped in a little closer and go, I, you need me today. Yep, I'm right here. That's right, and so. That's a very difficult thing to do because we we run and I'm not sure I think we've gotten it in our heads that I think to something maybe Mike you were getting at is that like if we're too flippant about our sin, um, are we abusing? I don't want to abuse right. your grace, right? Yes, uh, we the kingdom stuff, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to I don't want to abuse your grace, mm-hmm. um, but like again, it's not a that's a hard that's a hard issue. It's not a frequency problem. It's right. not a thing you said out loud. Um, it is. It is a heart issue. Like, are you abusing the grace of God? I don't care whether it happened fifty times or two. Are you? Are you going? Well, God will forgive this if that's your attitude. Then yeah, then you have a specific problem. <laughs> but like, the extent of your struggle, you don't need to demonstrate a penance. Mm-hmm. Like God is well aware of the impact. And he's already stepped in took it on. to do to to have done something about it, and with the notion of a Holy Spirit to walk you through it. And so I just I, I want you to be careful, Paul, who is you know oftentimes the harshest of all. His you've all fallen short of the glory of God that we use as a finger wag points you to <laughs> you are free in Christ Jesus. Right, right. And so like I I think it, but but I think what we need to recognize maybe this is something that we end up praying you know focused for prayer is like. Basically, you know, Father, help me to receive your grace. You are a God of mercy, and I need your mercy now, and I thank you that you give it, but, you know, boldly and bountifully. Help me to receive it. Help me to walk in its truth. Help me to not try to conjure up a human penance, 
um, for things that you have otherwise um, set me free. Help me not to stay in a jail cell that you paid the bail on three <laughs> weeks ago. Help me not to wear shackles that you said are out of fashion and that you told me to throw out. Yeah, those doors open a lot. Right. And so like, but I think there's a worry that like, will I take advantage of it? The type of person who's worried about taking advantage of it is the type of person that's not taking advantage of it. But but you're carrying around often, un, and I say you, I, I do the very same thing. I carry around unnecessary guilt as if it's to demonstrate to God. I do really feel sorry about it, though, Jesus. I, I wish I hadn't failed again in this manner. I wish, uh, I, I want you to know that I feel bad. But like, he kind of already <laughs> knows that. Uh, and, and, and he's not dying so that you can, you can have freedom in your debauchery. He's, he's there to rescue the places where you've fallen short and you need him the most. So think about your, the presence of sin in your life is at the time where at least it is clear to you, it is revealed that you need him the most. And are we, are we, would I suppose that that is the time in which God has abandoned me? And I will not. And I need reminded of that. And what a beautiful God that we serve and that we know and can call Father, that that's the story that he's given us, mm-hmm. is one of fully understanding our level of, of inability to be next to him and blameless in sin on our own and knowing how full well that we, it is impossible for us to have done this on our own. And he, he weaved together such a fantastic story through generations and generations that, and that culminated to him sacrificing his son, fully sacrificing his son. That was completely man and completely God simultaneously died a horrible death that was excruciatingly painful so that we have a story that ends in the ability to be next to him and close to him blameless because of what he's already done for us. And we take that story and go, but God, I really want to hold on to this guilt. And I really want to hold on to this sin because if I don't feel bad for long enough, then in my heart, I feel like I'm not doing this right. Yet he's sitting there and going, I know your heart. I know who you are. You are my child, and I want you to be free of this. The freedom that I'm offering you is real, and it is whole, and it is complete. It is yours because I've given it to you. Now take it. Now, you know what this reminds me of is that, so we were actually talking about um, in, the, in the Beatitudes this week for church, and like one of them is, 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 is uh, be merciful, right? Um, for, for the Lord your God is merciful. And so like one of the notions of mercy, I don't know if has anybody ever wronged you and they 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 came to you and they told you that they wronged you and you could see that it caused them anguish and pain and your reaction was not to go well thank you i deserve that <laughs> apology it was to try your very best to relieve their anguish if that has happened to you if you've looked at someone who who loves you who cares about you but has let you down and came to say that and your react and, and that what you you the thing that pained you the most wasn't that they'd caused you offense in that moment it all washed away and really what you wanted to do was find a way to relieve them of the sense of guilt and anguish then you know how God is looking at you he's looking at you going yes I know I know how how you've grieved me and the offense that you've brought to me in this moment just know that I'm here I'm trying to relieve every sense of punishment that you're trying to put on yourself. Because like I've bridged the gap, I've healed yeah. the wounds, I've put, I've made things, and that goes back to uh, li- listen. This gets more and more beautiful in Romans three. Uh, 
it says um, they are justified freely. It'll say, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Sinner. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented him as an atoning sacrifice in his blood, received through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. Righteousness, the, the restoring of right relationships. Okay, right. Because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Jesus. You are declared in right relationship. And being in right relationship does not require you to otherwise go and demonstrate the weight of your guilt. Right. I know, I know why I do it. I know why I do it, especially if it's something that I've done multiple times. I just, it just feels right to demonstrate to God that I'm sorry. It's arrogance, though. Right? Because it says, God, you're not letting this way enough. I will I will impede my I will give my own punishment. Right. Right. Because yeah, but you're God, not you willing, don't know how bad I am. Yeah. You are allowing this to pass and you should not. I you watch this. I will I will weigh this heavy. And you will see that it was the yeah. right move. It's a it's some arrogance to tell the God That's of the, the universe and your creator that like your punishments are not enough. Right. I will learn a lesson. God goes, Does this ever work for you? <laughs> Like the times you like tried to let it sit on you and cause you a big roast. Has that has it changed your ways? Because right. here we has are. Has ever once <laughs> fixed anything? Yeah, ever. that's 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 perfectly right. Because that posturing says, right, God, you're not handling it correctly. I will work to solve this under my own steam and come right. back to you. You because know that's what not you've offered work. is not good enough. Right. I have to do this. Right and now, now but I, I think let's at least but be gracious with, right? Like I think it comes from a right what feels right, yeah. like a right heart. Yeah, is to say, but I've offended you. And, and like, I, I just, I'm trying to communicate to you, God, that I know that I have yeah, done I the Yeah, I understand how heavy this should feel. I'm re- I, like, it's a try, it's attempt to demonstrate a, a, an emotion related to repentance. Yeah, the prodigal son tried the same thing. Uh-huh. Right, yes. Right? Like, I just yep. want to work here, Dad, you know? And he's yeah, like, let me sit here and hang out with the pigs. He says, ring robe, yeah. go get it. <laughs> exactly, ring it's robe, time. get in the house, <laughs> we're going to kill a fattened calf, let's do this. That's right. Now, so think about that. So, so, so I want you to do two levels then. So the one is, is how you think about uh, your relationship with God. This is, this is not, you're thinking of it wrong if you're thinking, I have a get out of hell free card. Right. Yeah. Then yes, you're taking advantage of the grace. Your relationship with Jesus is how he serves you and you've missed it. Right. That, but again, like the tree, that's your problem. It's a heart problem, but it's not a circumstantial problem. Jesus right. can very well forgive the thing. He does not require your additional labors of repent of like demonstrated emotional weight and repentance. Okay. Because it's came, never enough. That's right. He came here to set your relationships right that you have broken. Don't it's it's wrong to refuse that relationship in that way. And it's it is difficult. Often the prayer, like I said, is to ask is ask for the Spirit's help in walking in that freedom and not generating our own human ways of demonstrating what we've what we're repenting of yeah you're reestablishing your own emotional uh um sacrificial system is what you're doing and it does Mm -hmm. it does nothing and it's never covered anything yeah and it's never actually fixed anything god already did it like he literally already completely covered that now yeah go ahead that's right what i do want to say though is like now be careful that we're not turning this into the same thing which is like hey you still suck because you're trying to to like (laughs) refuse god's righteousness um I think there is a notion of grieving in here that is appropriate. That the sackcloth and yeah. ashes is a demonstration, like as you grieve the fact that you've fallen short. I think that's actually all right. 
but like that's uh, the, but there is a point of which like when you when you are interacting with God and you have to deal with the reality of interacting with God is that your grief ceases to make sense. It doesn't it doesn't make sense for you to hold on to it long right. like a long periods of time to demonstrate oh I'm still grieving here. Um, but I, I'm not saying that it's not appropriate. I think you know even if you've, you've let human relationships you've let down. Like even if the person does the Christian thing, like which is to to react the way God would, it doesn't mean that you don't recognize you've caused harm and right. there's not a grieving in your heart about it. It's just like there's a point of which it turns, um, and and, and like you're refusing God's restoring things to right relationship mm-hmm. for the purposes of putting on a show, and but but you believe it's for the right reasons, and you got to protect against it. Sorry, Mike. Well, I was just thinking like it it it's it sounds like the tomb, right? Like. The grief makes sense until Jesus walks out. That's right, and then right. it's time to be done. Like right. the, he said, "That's it. The yeah, morning's work done, to be done. Let's go. It's done." And so, like the thing is, is 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 the the thing that pains me most in in the way that I act this way is like I'll take myself out of God's service for the day, mm-hmm. right? You know, yes. Like I just like and but but like in all reality, I can I can break our covenant at eight ten. At eight fifteen, he can be using me to do things. Yes, right. He puts me. He said he just put you right back in the game through the power of the Holy Spirit that says, "I actually still have some things for you." And to a do. right That's understanding right. of this leads to to a beautiful story and and the gospel that we're able to bring to others. Like when we better understand this concept that we have of true grace and true mercy from God for all offenses that we're bringing onto Him because we are imperfect. As we understand that better in our own lives, then we can take that out and show what that looks like to be truly free of that and living outside of prisons and chains to other people that don't understand his love that we can then show it's not just making you feel good on a Friday. Like it's it's not just, you know, you're screwed up, move past it. You'll never be good enough. God is God is the only one that's good. It's a it's it's an understanding of exactly right. Like it is it is a writing of relationships that you have with the creator of this universe that knows you intimately, all the wrongs that you feel you've done and all the sin that exists in your life, but looks past that in mercy and grace if you choose it and love and shows you that you can be a, a son or daughter of his in freedom from yeah. that. And I, I actually think that you cannot explain that to other people if you're not walking in it. Like I think you, you certainly can't show it. I you can't. I I I I feel like a lot of our, um, like our attempts to explain who God is, like are coming from places of of people that aren't actually walking in that mm-hmm. freedom. And it's really hard to put words to like right. this this grace and this freedom if you're not actually walking in that. Yeah, let me invite you to the mud pit that I'm in. Yeah. Here, would you like to join me mud in pit. feeling guilty and terrible most days? Come on. <laughs> right. There's freedom here. Yeah. Hop onto this pig pit. Pigs are nice. You just can't do it with the same gusto as you can the freedom when you're walking in it. Right. You know? You just can't do it. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, like, if, if you struggle with that, uh, I think, one, we're just saying, yeah, we struggle too. Of course. Um, let's call it what it is and stop it and repent from it and, and, and walk away from it. Yeah. God calls you out of chains. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. I wish I had a Pope's style advice test because I could have said, "Get off, get, get off, off my lawn." I mean, I did retroactively get off Mike's lawn. Yeah, get off it here. Yeah, frankly, okay. I'm feeling guilty. You're still here. <laughs> <laughs> There's work to do. Okay, we're gonna give out some advice. What do we yeah. got? Here we go. Dear 
Live from the path. Nope. For several years, I have gone to a medical specialist. I'll call him Eric for certain issues. Very vague. <laughs> Eric's wife quotes Nina and I were very close friends. Our family celebrated holidays and special occasions together. However, over the course of our friendship, Nina shared many details about their personal lives with me. They are now separated. My knowledge of these de- details makes me feel very uncomfortable about seeing Eric. I would like to see another doctor in the practice, since all of my records are there. I'm not sure how to ask for another doctor without giving some reason, and I do not want to cast as- aspersions on Eric professionally. Your advice, please? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this first swing at this one. I'm going to just bring up two points that I think you might be slightly off kilter on. Yep. One, your medical records are easily transferred. Yeah, to just they sure are. It's not a giant stack that's lifted by a strong man in the back. It's, 19, it's not 1972 anymore. Yeah. All it's you not have to manila do is folders. Say, hey, man, send my records over to these people. Yeah. Or what I would do is go to the new people and say, my records are over there. Go fetch them. And yes, they exactly. Will request they will them, do just that. And they will send them over. Yeah. Uh, two, I don't know that you carry enough weight in the community. To create aspersions on Eric's medical prowess. <laughs> I don't know how big of an impact you feel that you make in those in the waiting room and possibly in everywhere else in the town. But if you stop going to Eric and people go, oh, no. Did you know that Dr. Feldman is quite gaseous? Yeah, I just I feel oh, like boy. you might be overplaying how much effect you have on other people's medical decisions. He's a terrible tipper and he only eats ham at Easter, yeah. not turkey. This is ridiculous. These are the two things I think I would put in right perspective. Yeah. 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 But like, and the only way people would know that you switched doctors, Randy, is if you went and told everybody that you switched. Like yeah. you took out a column. Yeah. Stop going to dinners and telling everyone I recently switched doctors because my other doctor was untoward. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Shut up. Go to the new doctor. HIPAA exists for a reason. Maybe you should exercise that backwards. I don't want to go to new office. My records are here. Yeah. It's not a it's not a storage facility. Yeah, but right? if I go to a new place, I'll have to explain my IBS again. Yeah. I don't want to have to I'll do have that. To get a movie they are truck. medical professionals. <laughs> they could care less about your story. They want you to point at the thing that hurts and goes, ow. ow. And then you go, yeah. fantastic. What lot it let us here? <laughs> well, I tripped recently because me and Tony were hanging out in our living room. We were watching some of the reruns of Friends and stuff. No, I don't care. <laughs> you tripped on an ottoman? Fantastic. Here's some cream. So... I, maybe this is just a lack of imagination. You guys could help me out here. But, like, what kind of thing would have to be going on yeah. for you to hear about Eric and go, I don't want him to be my doctor anymore? Like, he's a. It's infidelity. Like, he's a note. What? It could be infidelity. I, f- I feel like that's the what only thing. What if he's a, like an arrogant jerk? Like, his. his Every ex- doctor's. Uh, 98% of doctors no, are arrogant jerks. Yeah, but there is you- a certain level of arrogance that puts you as, like, the sole decision maker. Yeah. I've gone operating. I went to school for 12 years. I'm $415,000 in debt. Let me tell you why you need ibuprofen. Yeah. And you know what? It's always the patient going, I'd like a second opinion. The doctor's not like, I got to ask somebody else. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a doctor, I'd be saying that crap all the time. Hey, man, this is messed up. I'm going to have someone else look at this. (laughs) You get a second opinion on this. So, but like, wouldn't you. Okay, let's say it's infidelity, it's dirty boudoir things. Okay, or but, he's verbally abusive. Let's say he's ver- let, let's get okay, off the, the the salacious train. He's just verbally mean to his to his wife. Okay, or horribly. Now is that is that you are not otherwise privy to this to most people in in your life, right? Like you, the the right. lady who at the checkout counter at the fairway, she could be a real something else, and you don't know that. No, That's correct. 
And if you did know that, would you go, I prefer not to be checked out by yeah. this woman. I, She's a real something I else. don't go to Gladys anymore. The way she handles the bananas is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, so like, if because if, if, if the characteristics are things that are not otherwise exclusive to his ex-wife, the question is, is to what extent do you care? Unless it's just like a moral thing. Like, I don't support people who are this way. I, get, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I guess if it's not otherwise obvious... Is a medical opinion in a different category than, say, a Finnish carpenter, right? Like, if your Finnish carpenter came in and belched and swore and told dirty stories in front of your kids, and you're like, but he does the best Finnish carpentry of anyone in three states, and he's reasonably priced. We're going to put up with this, right? Like, is that different? Would you go, look, it doesn't matter. He's adding to a horrible environment, a place. We're going to have to hire somebody else, even if it's less quality for more money. Mike, is a doctor different than that? Are you saying this is a carpenter from Finland? Why? Why a would it be- Finnish carpenter? This isn't a joke here. Is there Boo something specific about a Finnish carpenter? Yeah. Yeah, the, the finishing carpenter, also known as a Finnish carpenter, does like your trim work. He doesn't put up the walls. Ah, okay. Right? Yeah. He does I was legitimately asking. I didn't know if there was like, this is Dutch carpentry, this is Finnish carpentry. Yeah. You can embarrass yourself on your own time. <laughs> We're trying to run a show here. I guess, like... like- <laughs> it's he from Finland. <laughs> Jeez. You said Finnish carpentry. <laughs> I've heard of Dutch carpentry. <laughs> I don't know I'm Finnish. Sorry, was sorry. That what was that? That was a Finnish accent. I just made up a noise. You and- can embarrass yourself on your own time, Mike. <laughs> yeah, oh, I-, <laughs> I don't know what a Finnish accent sounds like. It's, it apparently sounds like the Lucky Charms commercial. I, basically, oh, I, basically, I don't quite know what I'm doing with this carpentry. I toned down the Swedish chef and took words out of his mouth. That's what, that's what derp, I, derp, derp, derp. Now, hold on. If you didn't know what it was, what prom- prompted you to hold give it to It's the Ukrainian man. I boldly stepped up and did something. You can shoot this island for all I care. Hold the door. Hold the door. That's what they do. We both represented our, ourselves greatly here. Ben, take back the show. Hold the door. I'm a Let's rig- finish. Wait. I, we've lost okay. all viewers in Finland, for sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just made something up. I feel like we lost all Finnish vid- visitors, or excuse me, uh, listeners, anytime we do Secular Solomon, and you guys try to figure out if it's a Scandinavian product. What do they speak in, in Finland? What's the, I'm what's sure the it's Finnish. It, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Continue, move on. Okay. So the, que- the question <laughs> is, <laughs> the question is, is it like, it does the same thing. So to your point, Mike, does the same thing apply for a doctor? Would you say, look, I know he's a womanizer, but no one... Knows my colon like Dr. Feldman, MD. Yes. That is the grossest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Most heart doctors are jerks. You know what I'm saying? But like, when it comes time that it's time to fix the old heart, you're like, I don't care. Yeah. Here's the hot take. Jerk doctors are better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You say, hey, let him kick his dog and then come in here. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I get straight answers and and relief from jerk doctors. Yeah. I get I get rigmarole and sad sob stories of my own from doctors that are like, oh. You're morbidly obese because you had a rough time. <laughs> yes. Your heart yeah. hurts. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, yeah, your morbid obesity is a real problem from that childhood trauma, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, but also everything is dying and shutting down, so maybe don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll go to my psychologist for that part. I need you to tell me what kind of blood pressure meds I need to be on so that the amount of Culver's I've eaten in my life doesn't kill me soon. He goes, 
Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> you have too much sodium. <laughs> old, old Finnish proverb. Stop eating McDonald's, fatty McFat. Hold the door. Yeah, yeah. I want the doctor that looks at me and goes, fatty, fatty, no friends. Here so, you need to do. So that's the thing. Is Stop like, eating milkshakes. Do we take our social propriety and shove it off to the side and go, hey, man, I'll put up with all kinds of stuff because like he's going to cut this thing open and fix it right. Because it, it, it's of more importance, right? If I mean, to an extent. If your I feel trim like doesn't look as cool, then ah, that's one thing. But if you're dead, that's a completely other I thing. I feel like if, if it's at a level where the person hasn't been, like, taken to court and, like, convicted of crimes and So he just has stuff, to be caught. Uh, oh, maybe that's the wrong way to... I He's just, a secret I'm, murderer. I'm thinking like, myself, as long but, as you but avoid the authorities. Here's what I'm wrestling here is, like, if the person is a jerk and mean, ah, whatever. You, but, like, like know if the it person already. has dealt with violent crimes in their life... That's a different story for me. Like, if I find out that they struck somebody, I feel like that's a different story. Because no matter how much of a jerk I appreciate telling me I need high, pl- high blood pressure meds, I don't want someone that I'm, like, actively giving them work because – but I know that they have, like, committed legit crimes and stuff. Yeah. I, I guess I just don't know oh. where my line is So that's there. a great second question is, like, by going to this man – Let's say that that uh, my my Finnish carpenter is a straight up alcoholic, and by hiring him, I'm giving him money to, alcohol, yeah. to con- like to continue his alcoholism. Right? Is this a problem for me? If you're like, I'm not going to do this. It's I, I I'm on I here's the I I can argue both sides because in my mind I go, man, I don't want to give that guy money to go do stupid things. But at the same point in time, I also don't think I'm going to boycott Starbucks. Like I just like take my money away from them, and that's really going to like straighten them out in any way, shape or form. I, j- I don't believe that, but I also don't, uh, I don't know if I'd be cool with giving this person money. However, I don't think that's the question that's being asked regardless. You should ask the Japanese. They'd know. Okay. So here's the thing. The guy, if the guy was a jerk, you would just leave because he's a jerk. It wouldn't matter what the wife said. Right. So it has to do with something that's probably unique to their relationship uh, or yep. his mafia ties. Either way. Uh, it's fine to leave. What was his ultimate question? Is he's like, am I okay to leave? Well, the two questions were, can I go to a different person at the same practice because I don't want to move away things without giving an explanation? And if not, do I need to give an explanation? And then secondarily, like, I don't want to leave because I don't want to make him look bad. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to cause people. societal things to happen by leaving. As okay. I break up with him in the town square. Such oh, a burglary. weird thing. They, your, your, your neighborhood should not know what doctor you go well, to. Well, uh, okay. But, but it, it will be kind of obvious, and maybe they don't care in the practice. That very well could be. But, like, if you stay in the same practice and you, are like, are yeah. basically every time you walk in going, him, not him, like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be obvious. Oh, hey, Ted, who used to be my patient, I see that you refuse me. It's going to be awkward. Whether it's, whether it's acceptable or not, that feels a little awkward. So just move, either, either stick with the guy or move practices. They can move the medical record. I feel like when I go to a doctor, though, I rarely see the doctor that I'm there to see, let alone just running into others in the hallway. I think that's personal. What do you mean? I think they don't want to deal with you. <laughs> I, you know, part of me thought that was what you, where you were going with that. And I just ignored it and went forward. <laughs> yeah, I do that. That happens to me at the dentist. Ben, you at the dentist is not anywhere near the same as me anywhere. Oh, it's pretty close. It's not. I have 60% of my teeth. You've said that to me recently. <laughs> I know. I'm reinforcing it. I'm not. They really want to double down and spend a bunch of money on them. Yeah. This I'm missing 40% cover. of their cash cow. <laughs> okay. So, so long term, first of all, I think that you're, uh, you're thinking a little bit too highly of yourself about the aspirations. Although, once again, like if I was a, if I ran my own mechanic shop and then people asked Ben, 
like, hey, my car's broken down. Can I take it into your brother's shop? You know, what do you take in there? He's like, oh, I don't go there. <laughs> right? That does look bad as if I'm a poor mechanic. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? So, like, is is are they right in being apprehensive on making Eric look bad by moving? No. Because, no. No. But you can always, you don't have to say everything. Like, if someone goes, hey, didn't you used to go to this other doctor? It's like, uh, yeah, I just decided to switch. It wasn't quite working well. Yeah. And I don't think I would ever drill into that. Yeah. Like, well, why? Were yeah. they being untoward in their in their <laughs> marital relationship? <laughs> was it unprofessional? Oh no, it wasn't anything like that. It was just a personal decision. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I needed to see an endocrinologist instead. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. I'll I've be been overpicking my nose hairs. Yeah. There's nothing up there for defense. Have you heard of these wall clippers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's secular's advice. Okay. Secular says, depending on the size of the practice, you may not be questioned about why you want to make the change. However, if Eric confronts you, all you have to say is that you prefer to see someone else from now on. Oh, jeez. Period. If you are questions further, take your business and your records, which belong to you, to another specialist oh, at a different practice. Just imagine some 65-year-old woman walking out with her own manila folder going, I'm out of here. Yeah. Taking this to the next place. Yeah, but why did you do it, Madge? I mean, <laughs> why did you do it? Madge, they, come back. The records Just do, running down the road. The records belong to you, but the room of which they sit do not. Like, you can't just roll in the back and go, <laughs> I'm taking these. <laughs> your records are public information as far as the medical community is concerned. Right, like, like you, you have to share them amongst medical professionals. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't know why she had to say confront. Like, I mean, it just seems like overly amped. I, now, because yeah. here's the thing: if I were providing a service to somebody and they just said I'm going to go with someone else, I'm going to ask why. Of course, could I have done something differently? Blah blah blah. And like, so I mean, I, I don't even think it's wrong for him to con- confront if you want to use the word about it. He may ask. I would be prepared for to to provide an answer. I don't think you have to go into a lot of detail, but like it's not outrageous for people who are it's it's like um like uh, any other type of service environment. I feel like this came up in advice at some point or other. Like you don't owe an explanation, but it seems real weird not to give one. Right. At least something to just walk away and go, I'm just done with you. I'm going to Steve. Like, I feel like it's more of an answer to not give an answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. He just tra- he just transferred care. Yeah, yeah, in the absence of information, their curiosity is going to explode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last one. Last right? one. Yep. You're live from the path. Last year, two former classmates bought houses next door to me. I don't mind one of them, but the other, Evie, is a snippy know-it-all with a sugar daddy boyfriend. She looks down on everyone. The irony. <laughs> in addition to yelling over the fence when they see us outside or on our back deck. They've, they have invited my husband and me to dinner at their house and for happy hour several times. I've made excuses, but I'm running out of them. I have no intention of accepting these invitations. My husband thinks we should just get over it and go, but I'm afraid accepting will just open doors for more. Help! Hmm. The obvious uh, solution to this is to sell your home mm-hmm. and to move to a different state. Uh, and just, and just, no, no, I'm kidding. This is ridiculous. Um, I think you should give them the Ukraine. Uh, okay. You, I, I think, <laughs> I think there's, I, I don't think there's a right answer here, but I think there's two possibles. I think you can just say yes and go over and deal with them and they can be snooty and, and, and can affirm everything you hate about them. And then you're two hours in, you go, man, I was totally right about this. And then you go back home or you can say, no, I just don't feel like I want to come over for dinner. That's not really my style. And then just leave it at that. And they may ask you again, and then when they ask you again, if you still want to say no, you say no. And you keep saying no until your heart's content. Like, it's 
This is not something that you need to just like level your entire life on. It's a yes or no question, and both are going to have ramifications. Just choose which one you care more about. Do you care more about the yes and dealing with a crappy dinner, or do you care more about the no and then possibly having to tell them why? They seem like her two major complaints was one, the, what was it, uh, the know-it-all with the sugar daddy boyfriend. That's a major personality consideration. Her second complaint was they try to talk to her over the fence. Yes. It's what you get for living in a neighborhood. Yes. That happens all the time, <laughs> right? Yes. And then they have the gall to invite you over for dinner. Well, what a bunch of jerks. Or happy hour. Terrible. This is terrible behavior. I think I like, I like the third option, which is you need to just take a deep breath and say, I'm going to start over today. I'm going to go over to their house for dinner or happy hour or whatever, and I'm going to forget everything I think I know about them, and we're just going to start over. And if the same impression lands again, the cost is dinner and free drinks that, that you got. Yeah, yeah, right? All you had to all, you burned a couple hours, and you live right next door. Like, your escape path is literally two minutes out, <laughs> yeah. right? And you yeah. just burn. You know, you, you want to know, like, a legitimate, great, practical way to do this? Go take a poop in their restroom. Like, mm. just wreck it. Like wow. straight Whoa. up wreck it. Whoa. Wow. Not nobody, a standard poop. Nobody, <laughs> nobody will invite you back. Now, hold on and a minute. Whatever. Do you, do you know that's coming? I don't, I can't, I mean, I can't just conjure that up. Yeah. This is a real wrecker. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, you'd guessing, have to prepare for I'm guessing if you've been invited over multiple, multiple times, you can make up a batch of eggnog the night before. You could take a big old swig of that stuff and is know that, that what, there's going to be some grumbly tumblies the next day. I don't and have that. Then li- you don't no. have that? Eggnog doesn't wreck you? You're no. buying it from the wrong place, man. I'm yeah. buying it from the Anderson Erickson. My digestive tract takes it down ever. like a water slide. says, mmm, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> Chug a quart at a time and tell me what you're thinking. You fellas are the kind of dudes that drink four ounces at a time. Don't you Take think, in the 32 and you'll know what I live like. Don't you think like. your, your spouse is going to be hip to this? Is like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to wreck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over there and wreck it. You're my, not going over there and wrecking it. My oh, yeah. wife would my wife would die and would not let me do this at all. I'm totally joking, but I'm just telling you, this would be a certain situation that I I doubt you get another invite back. What I mean, is that he, the only way to solve it? Is to fight Of course to, it's not. Is to of course not get invited no, back. No part of this seemed like my serious <laughs> advice was, hey, go dump in their bathroom and just rough it up in there. <laughs> you totally acted like, yeah, you were gonna Hiroshima over there. <laughs> Japanese and go well time for me to cut a trail I'm going home <laughs> by the way some real problems oh in the sorry about that everybody and then run out to your ne- to the house that's by the way the, the guest one no, was locked so I'm not the defending that question with an answer because you know that was not a legitimate response knock knock wreck them <laughs> I'm gonna wreck it wreck it move uh, okay, I'm sticking with the opposed, opposed to the nuclear option. You know, I'm going to be honest with. with you. I'm surprised, Mike. Like, I'm surprised that was your thing, was like, start anew and been, just be a, a normal social human being. I your hate, response usually is like, yeah, you should shoot your neighbor. I hate being invited over to dinner. I don't want to go. It's, I would rather. It's almost always going to be awkward. You know what you could do is you could accidentally drive your truck into their house. And then they'll never invite you again. My foost. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you didn't come up with a go wreck their bathroom it's thing. It's because I've been wrong about this before, right? Like, we've been invited to dinner places, and I'm like, I don't want to go to this woman. This sounds terrible. Like, I would rather just be comfortable in my house and Dang. not, like, have to put out a bunch of vibes or whatever at this place. And, like, it always turns out edifying to me yeah. and, a, and a decent evening. That's actually totally fair. I In the last couple of years of, of marriage... I hate social situations. Like I don't know if I've just I've cloistered. I up wouldn't have what. any idea why. 
<laughs> Wait, what was that? That's him wrecking the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was his goat impression, if that was another Finnish impression, or what else is happening. But legitimately, where's your? Okay. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm wondering how that's hitting the hold gates on. on our mics. I know that's And bad. I'm super excited. I don't know who is Mike's accountability man, but you need to address this. this these impressions oh, have gotten, no, no. gotten out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Mike after eggnog. <laughs> okay. You know that's bad. No, here's the deal. Like, I ain't supposed to my, sound like that, boo. <laughs> my immediate reaction when I'm invited to stuff nowadays is like, oh, no, absolutely not. I do not want to do that at all. And every time my wife brings stuff up she's like hey babe we got invited to this i'm like i don't want to go she'll go okay we'll fine and then she'll know give me 10 minutes and i'll come back around and go fine i'll go and then i go and i have a blast i have like such a great time <laughs> like, i wreck the bathroom i leave i go i go excuse me for a second and then you hear in the background it just throws you off for the rocket man it sounds like an old goat it's whatever no like i i, I have such a great time and i really do and it's hysterical because every time we have the same conversation where i'm like babe thank you for inviting me to that i appreciate it i'm glad we went she goes, hey, remember how you started by going, no, I don't want to do that at all. Absolutely not. She's always right. I do want to do it. I just, for some reason, the the exhaustion that I feel of, like, even thinking about doing something like that is ridiculous. But I, I say all that to say that, like, just go. You're right, Mike. Just go. Start today fresh. Be willing to go over. And guess what? Two options. Two things are going to happen. Either you're absolutely right and they suck. And guess what you get to do? Go back to your own home with your with your significant other. And now and go, your husband agrees. Yeah, exactly. Go over with your significant yeah. other and go, wow, she really was blah, 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 blah <laughs> whatever, right? Or you're or pleasantly surprised and they go, yeah, we love having you over. And then you have a friend that you can go spend some time with. Yeah, done. Done, though. Okay. Ben, what would you do to the bathroom of someone that asked you to uh, <laughs> come over for possible multiple happy hours? Do people invite people to happy hours? I, okay, here's what, here's what I tell you I would do. I would take some yellow food coloring and I would put it in the top tank so that every time they flushed it, it would look like there was still urine in it. Hey, man. That would harass him for a week. At the, That's what I would do. At the possibility of destroying this already destroyed podcast. Yeah. Do, never mind. I'm not even going to ask. Never mind. You're talking about the, the UD? The, yes. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew it. Oh, I Ben, know. do you know UD? Okay. We're not doing that. No. That's wrong. That's what I mean. Now, okay. I did. I did. Uh, uh, threatened to put a. I brought a fish skeleton over to Mike's house, and I was going to put it in the upper deck. <laughs> so, like, so at some point down the road, probably two or three years, he was going to open up. up the back of the toy tank, and there was going to be like a, like a fish had been living in there, and it died. <laughs> you know, he would immediately turn to his children yeah. and be like, "Who killed the fish? Who did this? I want to know who did this." <laughs> and then his children would not have an answer. Yeah. I brought it over and then like it fell apart when I took it out of the truck to go take it in there. And so we didn't. Why did you have a fish skeleton? I can't explain everything that happens in my house. (laughs) I got now. Listen here. Did your family kill the fish? It was a skeleton when I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Dry bones and whatnot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is a Christian podcast. Bring it back to dry bones. Would it be wrong to make a dry bones rattle? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like put dry bones in a Like give it to a kid and be like, that's dry bones rattling. That'd be sweet. Here we go. I'm going to give you a secular advice. You think that's a good idea? Yeah, I do. up on the Life from the Path you play line. Wait a minute. That, dang, I wish I had read the next question. It's man seeks to deflect unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, secular advice is, your husband may mean well, but I agree with you. Do not accept. Continue telling Evie and her boyfriend that you have other plans and pray they eventually get the hint. Yeah, good luck with that one. 
Hey, excuse me, Lord. <laughs> I would like you to have them ignore me and stop talking to me. Sweet that don't Moses. sound like, like it's going to work at all. Go hang out with Evie. Don't wreck the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let that be the end, Ben. <laughs> no. Let us let us fade out into that. As it shall be. Hey, you've been listening to Life from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Now is the right time of year. Tis the season for liking and sharing and commenting on the podcast that you love the most. 500 episodes, boys. Yeah. <laughs> We bring our own birthday cake to this deal. <laughs> Top quality. Will you say this is from you? Uh, that was rough. Hey, if you, here's what I'm going to tell you, listeners. If you don't do it, I will do it on we your will. behalf. I will say this is, I'm just going to look up random names in the phone book and say, uh, Ted Thomas has had the following to say about life in the past. <laughs> I really do think it's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? He's I really do think it's great. That's Ted Thomas. Hand me the corn cob pipe. <laughs> Not all Christmas trees point up, you know. Sometimes they part down. It sounds like that woman from Book of Eli that eats people. <laughs> okay. You've got to come in for tea. <laughs> Okay, this is a mistake. Hey, you, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm going to cut you loose. Uh, I don't know when we'll do a show next. In the meantime, be faithful to me. God will handle the end. You've been listening to Live from the Path. <laughs> <laughs>